Vince, Vince, my friend. I, I, I want to talk to you for a moment. Uh, Tito, why do you sound like Robert Rodriguez? That's just my thing. I, I, this is how I sound when the microphones are not on. What can I do for you, El Matador? Well, I, I just wanted to thank you, uh, uh, Vince. This is the first WrestleMania I'm getting a win at in nine years. So not since the first one have I won at the WrestleMania. So fantastic. It's going to be great for my family to be able to see this, this momentous occasion for me. Uh, yeah, about that, uh, Tito. What seems to be the problem, my friend? Uh, you, you'll be, uh, you'll be going over, uh, Papa Shango. Oh, excellent. I, I, I'm sure he'll be, he'll continue to do well in that gimmick, though. Uh, he, yeah, he's gonna be our, our next champion, I'm pretty sure. But, uh, uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be on TV. But, of course I am. The cameras are all set up. It's WrestleMania. It's gonna be a dark match, pal. But, no, it's... You said... Listen, listen, Tito, Tito. We need time. We need time. We, we just, we, we had to make some cuts. Okay, but the, the thing is, it, it, or I've looked at the run sheet, and it's actually less than three hours long. No, 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 we need the, uh, the, the opening ceremonies. Bobby Heenan has to... Ha, ha, ha! Bobby Eden has to ride backwards on a camel. It's going to be hilarious. Well, I can see why that has to be put in there, for sure. But, I mean, really, I could, I could go in. I could, I could be the match before the main event, just to, to kind of get the crowd calmed down so they could just ramp right back up. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, you know, before the main event, uh, we have to have Hulk Hogan uh, talk about the WWF Championship. Ha, ha. Why is Hulk Hogan talking about the? He's in a tag match with, with Brutus the fucking barber, Beefcake. Uh, well, first of all, Tito, you watch your language in my presence, and second of all, uh, don't worry about why he's talking about it. He he just is. But the match is Bret Hart and the Yokozuna. Yeah, of course. And then that's that that's. That's not gonna. That's not gonna change after. Okay, <laughs> fine. Then I, I've seen how the run sheet is going for the Undertaker. I'm sure that I could follow that, uh, so as the crowd to get them back up after such a what is clearly going to be an an absolute train wreck of a match. Uh, no, because after that, the Undertaker's gonna come back to the ring and uh, fight Gonzalez again. Oh, <laughs> am I still going to get paid, Vince? Well, of course. Okay, well, let's do it then. WrestleMania 9. WrestleMania 9. Oof, oof, oof. <laughs> so, this is a pretty great WrestleMania. By you, the way, I'm you right. watched WrestleMania 9, not WrestleMania 19, right? Correct. Okay. I'm Brendan. I'm confused, Nathan, because WrestleMania 9 is atrocious. And you're listening to What Were They Thinking? Alright. Wrestling. Month continues as we march 
to WrestleMania. Oh, I see what you did there. there. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah. kind of clever. Um, <laughs> kind of, thanks. <laughs> so, of course, yeah, we're finishing, out, we're finishing out March with WrestleMania, and then next week we'll be discussing the upcoming WrestleMania this year. And then we'll go back to normal, but the, but for today, tonight, as normal as today, we get. I mean, yeah, back to back to their our regular non wrestling movies, right? <laughs> but today, tonight, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, it is time for WrestleMania. Okay, that they didn't do that until at least another couple WrestleManias after that. Just WrestleMania, awful, Sorry. awful, just awful. <laughs> We are, uh, so before we get going with this uh, WrestleMania 9, Nathan, if you had to list, like, three, I'll give you three WrestleManias. They don't even have to be in a specific order. Mm-hmm. What would you say are your three favorite WrestleManias of all time? Uh, I'd probably say 10, okay. 17, mm-hmm. and probably 5. I wanna I wanna point something out. Didn't uh didn't notice WrestleMania nine in that list. Because it it, it it you said favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Where you, was it? <laughs> uh I mean, we're, we're we're rolling on to what WrestleMania thirty four this year? Yeah. I'd say it's probably down around like the, the thirty two, thirty one, thirty three, around that area. Um <laughs> on my list of you know, WrestleMania is that I would, you know, would absolutely love to drop everything and watch right now. So it, it, 32 uh, other WrestleManias would have to be unavailable for you to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, pretty much. So WrestleMania 9, let's set the stage for this WrestleMania. Oh, you uh, mean, so we're going to set it outside? <laughs> yes. Because that's where it was staged. Outside. And in not a- in, a, in a good WWE goes to Camping World Stadium kind of way. I the way you set that up, it sounded like an earnest movie. <laughs> WWE goes to camp. <laughs> well, there is a show called Camp, camp WWE, WWE, but that's a whole other story. I would rather watch that than this. Oh, <laughs> whole season? Mm-hmm. I, the, for the episodes that I've seen, as, uh, as silly as it is, um, at least they were going for silly. They found it just accidentally with this WrestleMania. <laughs> well, like I said, let's set, let's set this up a little bit. So as we come close to WrestleMania, we have the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yokozuna, who's still fairly new to the company, wins the Royal Rumble, last eliminating Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. And this is the first year that the Royal Rumble win. I mean, last year, the year before it was for the title. But this is the first year the Royal Rumble really, really has a major impact because it is the winner of the Royal Rumble becomes the number one contender for WrestleMania. Yep. First time they started it, and it's still going to this day. So Bret Hart, by the way, is the champion at the time. Just won the title from Ric Flair at a non-televised, or later televised, I guess, show in October, I believe. I think so. September, October. Brand new main event guy. Because that's when they, then they have the, the the loser leaves town match shortly after that. Oh, between Flair, Flair and Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that was in January. Yeah. Okay. So Flair's gone. Bret Hart is a champion. Yokozuna's on. Yokozuna's making his way to the top. He's won the Rumble. Hulk Hogan has also just recently returned to help his pal Brutus Beefcake from <laughs> Ted DiBiase and IRS Money Incorporated, one yeah. of the most underrated tag teams, I think. Yes, they're an excellent chemistry and kind of a no-brainer too when you think of like a tag team dynamic right 
why not make friends with the tax man when you're a millionaire? Or a crooked tax man at that. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and the other big thing, I guess, is The Undertaker has been having this major feud with Harvey Whippleman, little <laughs> diminutive manager Harvey Whippleman, and his kind of gang of motley monsters. Taker has just kind of vanquished Kamala. And Harvey Whippleman's revenge was at the Royal Rumble again. Uh, he brings in the giant Gonzalez. So what you're saying is Harvey Whippleman's gang is like super culturally sensitive and diverse. Yes. Okay. And and very, yeah, not offensive at all. Kamala no. is a perfect representation of the Ugandan culture. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> giant Gonzalez, who is, I'm, I'm going to say tw- uh, 12 feet tall. <laughs> he is at least seven foot something. He yes, he's very, a very tall, tall, tall chap. He used to play basketball. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. That stereotype sometimes applies to tall people. <laughs> so he comes in to the Royal Rumble, beats the ever-loving crap out of the Undertaker while barely moving because he could barely move. And this set, uh, basically this sets up uh, the, the other main event, or not main event, but semi-main event match with the Undertaker battling Giant Gonzalez. So we have set the stage, stage for WrestleMania nine. Live from Caesar's Palace, done up like the Roman Colosseum in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes. First year, by the way, right off the bat, this is the first year we did not open with the National Anthem. They never opened the National Anthem. They always did America the Beautiful. Well, you know what I mean. I get what you're saying, yeah. With the Anthem. Hmm. Um, A few times they did the Star Spangled Banner, but yeah, this is the first time we didn't open with uh, a celebrity or... In WrestleMania 1's case, Mean Gene Okerlund. Instead, we open with the opening ceremonies, much like a uh, a Roman Coliseum battle, I guess. Yeah, and you know what? WrestleMania has always been known for the, the celebrities that they get. They had somebody playing Julius Caesar and Cleopatra. The real, the real people, right? Well, that wasn't my note in this situation. Um, my one was Cleopatra's more more known for uh, Mark Antony, and secondly, they couldn't get Cleopatra Jones. Wouldn't that have been great? <laughs> or Grace Jones? No, Cleopatra, because it's supposed to be Cleopatra. Cleopatra yeah, Jones. Re- that, that's wrestling fans would have gotten that. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You be, <laughs> Do you think wrestling cool. fans got Cleopatra and Caesar? They they were probably like, yeah, that's that, those are the, those are the two. <laughs> oh, this is a, this a new this is a new wrestler with his valet Cleopatra. That was strange. So yeah, we do open with Cleo actors playing Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Oh, actually, no. They did get one uh, celebrity. Uh, they got Stampy the elephant. I felt so bad for that elephant. <laughs> Because thought he was going to kill time, somebody. Yeah, you watch it at the time, and you're like, "Oh, cool! Like a giant, a, a, like an elephant. That's awesome! Like what a what an extravagant way to open WrestleMania." I watch it now, and I'm like, "Where is Peta?" <laughs> because you know that elephant was not treated well. No, well, it was a working um, elephant. <laughs> I do like the. Uh, it was pretty cool when the elephant kind of raises up off the ground. The crowd gives it a. Crowd gives it a good little cheer. I will say this for a bad WrestleMania, this crowd is into it for the most part. Yep, it's not a road wild situation. No, they they are there to watch wrestling. They are there to have a good time. They're we'll, we'll get into this later. They are often very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one thing I wanted to note was at the beginning of this show, we opened we opened with a video package of Vince McMahon kind of narrating WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Um, wouldn't it be amazing if like he still 
did that card rundown at the beginning of like WrestleManias. It would it would take an hour. <laughs> these days. Yeah, just add another Shots. hour to WrestleMania. Yeah. Versus the Undertaker, <laughs> and also a mixed. <laughs> it would take it would take two days for him just to record the thing so they could run it. <laughs> I have no voice left. <laughs> So there's a real changing of the guard here too, because Gorilla Monsoon, for the first time, I oh, think, I felt bad for him in this because he was like he was relegated to like crowd correspondent. <laughs> yeah, not even not even an interviewer, not even talking to the crowd, just Todd Pettengill. Here's WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Gorilla is a commentator for the first eight WrestleManias, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yep. I don't think he missed a single one, and. Here he is basically just introducing the show, introducing the debut of good old Jim Ross. Good old Jim Rossicus. A toga. Yep. Why was the Fink the only one who got a Romanized name? I don't know, but I gave one to everybody. <laughs> Jim Rossicus? Jim oh. Rossicus. Okay. You know. Uh... Macho Manicus? What's that? Macho Manicus, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Bobby, Bobby Henicus? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. No, uh, Bobby the Brainicus. <laughs> there we go. There you go. So, yes, th- you heard that, guys. That's your commentary team for the night. We get Jim <laughs> Ross, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. It, a yeah. <laughs> train wreck. <laughs> absolute train wreck. Bobby Heenan comes out backwards on a camel, which, which is pretty funny. That apparently was his idea. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. It's a great. It's great. Savage even gets a couple laughs out of me because he comes out with the with the girls, giving mm-hmm. him, feeding him grapes, and then you have Jim Ross saying like, "Well, wait a second here. I think Heenan was supposed to come out with the girls. <laughs> I thought Savage was supposed to be on the camel." So Savage comes to the ring. When Heenan gets there and falls off the camel, Savage does this thing that made me laugh, where he just kind of lifted his robe up, pointed to his underwear, and laughed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this WrestleMania gives you some. Bobby the Brain calls it camel and attack camel. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Uh, this WrestleMania starts off with some false hope, though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because we open with the Intercontinental Title on the line, which is I, I've always liked. Kind of starting off with a with a mid card title match. I think mm-hmm. that's an exciting way to get going. And we have Shawn Michaels, still fairly new off his heel turn, accompanied to the ring with the. Uh, well, no, this would have been this would have been almost a year after it, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, but it's, it's still still fairly early though, like a mm. little bit a little bit more than a year out. Okay. Yeah, the lovely Miss Ontario <laughs> escorting him to the ring. Luna. Luna Vachon. <laughs> oh God. That's my Luna Vachon impression. So his opponent, Tatanka. Yeah. With Sensational Sherry. Well, they don't make it super clear that she's with them right away, because she actually comes out separate, there's no real music or anything like that, and it almost seems like she's just there to run interference. Yeah, uh, to kind of counter Luna. Right. Yeah. And actually, I heard that it was supposed to be a spot for Marty Jannetty. Facing Shawn Michaels? No, no, to come out to run interference. So Sherry replaced Marty Jannetty. Yes. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. So. That's, that's quite a difference. <laughs> so so wait, does that mean that after the match Luna Vachon was gonna clothesline Marty Jannetty and beat the shit out of him? Why not? <laughs> yes. You know what? It, all the stuff that's going on with uh with this year's WrestleMania and having, 
you know, Moolah's name yanked off that women's battle royal. To have someone like Luna or Sherry put in that name place would have been perfect because both of those ladies are absolutely 100 representative of where they want to be with their women's division right now. Sherry and Luna were three decades ahead of their time. Yeah, uh, Mm -hmm. they had the entertainment aspect down packed. Yep, and they both of them could could work like a son of a bitch. Uh, Yep, I don't disagree with you there. So there you go. So Shawn Michaels and... Neither one of them were pimps either, so... That, that's a good thing. Yeah, they didn't make their trainees take drugs. Yeah, uh, and take most of the, most of their money mm-hmm. and not, and not allow them to have a bank account. Right. Shawn Michaels and Tatanka Intercontinental Title match. You know what? They had a hell of a match. They did. Um, there was an unfortunate, some unfortunate commentary from uh, Bobby Heenan. Oh no! <laughs> they calls Tatanka Tonto quite a few times. <laughs> Ooh. See. The thing with Heenan is, for some reason, some of his more unfortunate commentary, I'm able to take a, lo- a little bit more than others. Because well, I feel like there was a tone in his voice where he kind of knew the fact that he was it was in poor taste. More, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's definitely his character and not him. Mm. Well, on the flip side, though, I don't think they'd ever let Corey Graves get away with that today. No, no regardless no. of the tone. No, <laughs> different time for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, he calls him Tano, and then, you know, he says, like, hey, how are you? Hey, that whole stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, stuff. It, it, this is where him and Savage kind of start going back and forth with their jabs at each other, and it does not let up for the entire show. <laughs> Some of it is good. Some of it is, like, all right, guys. Mm. We also get our very first doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah, don't you know Tatanka's been winning in non-title matches? He's going to do it again right here for the Intercontinental title, yeah! Doing the thing, he says it, I think, in every single match. Once a match? I, I probably. <laughs> it, it, it was one of Randy Savage's go-to lines. I will say, too, watching this match, the Mania the year before, Shawn Michaels was a very fresh heel. Yes. And he looks like... After just one year, he has a much better grasp on his character, on being a heel, on psychology. Like, he is the WrestleMania 8 Shawn Michaels and the WrestleMania 9 Shawn Michaels, worlds apart. Well, if, you know, all the stories are are led to be believed, uh, he got a lot of good practice when the cameras weren't running. You know, how to be a a fucking dickweed. I don't know what you're talking about. I heard he was a stand-up dude. Yeah, real jam-up guy. He's another L dandy. Don't worry, he'll just find Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Shawn Michaels and Tatanka, like I said, they have a hell of a match. There's a few like there's a few like uh, botches here and there, but nothing too crazy. Hmm. And then we have a really terrible finish. Yeah, it was weird. Um... Well, if if again, if rumors are to be believed, Tatanka ha- Chris Chavez Tatanka has stated that um, he is pretty sure that he was supposed to win the Intercontinental title, Shawn Michaels threw one of his Shawn Michaels fits, and the finish was changed. Yeah. Because Tatanka gets to remain undefeated, but he wins by countout. Which it is... was a really weird countout, too. Well, I thought it was a DQ at first. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it took a second. Like, when I first saw it, I still thought it was a DQ. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was like, oh, he got disqualified. But then, looking back, the referee counts to ten, Shawn Michaels pulls the referee out of the ring, Gets into the ring, 
Tatanka hits him with his finish. The referee taps Tatanka's back and rings the bell. It's a count out. Yeah. Real strange. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Real strange ending. And also, do not open your WrestleMania like that. No. (laughs) Let's just just piss off the crowd right from the get-go. Yep. (laughs) I did the... They they did a a couple of... that aside, like you said, the match itself was good. I mean, there's some really good B-story type business going on with Looney and Sherry. There's a, a really sweet, like, twisting arm drag in there uh, that gets even gets a what a maneuver out of me. Unfortunately, of course, Tatanka does his version of hulking up, which they, unfortunately, sadly call going on the warpath. But, yeah, it was... Uh, it was a really, it was a really good match. Aside from the, that ending and a terrible sunset flip that was in there as well. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was awkward. <laughs> but yeah, both guys do. I, uh, kudos to both guys. They do a very good job. And yep. uh, you know, the false hope continues. And it, it's actually if the uh, if the rumor of that being true about Shawn Michaels pitching a fit and getting that title supposedly changed, not uh, being able to retain. It's unfortunate because it actually would have been a really, and I think it would have actually done well to to really get the crowd on fire for the uh, for the rest of the show. Yeah, if the oh, talk yeah. had won, winning the title would have been a huge way to start. Yep. Uh, and and does, does that mean that we would have got Ludwig Borga Intercontinental Champion? Hopefully not. Um. <laughs> I think that's what would have happened. <laughs> but then, yeah, we cut from the end of that match over to Mean Genicus. Oh, but don't forget Luna beating the shit out of Sherry. Oh, yes. How could I forget woman-on-woman violence? And then we start the, this weird trend on this show of talking about stuff that happened backstage without showing it. Because later on, they're like, oh, Luna has just attacked Sherry in the medical center. And they never follow up on it? Never show it. Yeah. Never show Sherry. Just talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm wondering if they told both ladies to, like, they had to go or something, and they're like, oh, shit, we forgot about the attack. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it happened. Uh, well, we'll do, yeah, and then we'll talk about it, and, but we're not really going to do anything about it. So, yeah, the Luna attack. So, so what were you going to say was, uh, coming At, up here? After that, we move on to Mean Genicus. Yes. Yeah. And uh, interviewing the awkward interview with the Steiner brothers. Yes. <laughs> Scotty, not quite as confident on the microphone as he is uh, as he would be later. Well, even, even if that confidence was misplaced. Yeah, I mean... But you gotta consider back then they were, uh, he was definitely the, the greener of the two and still like kind of f- fairly fresh, I guess, out of, you know, the, that whole amateur university thing. So they're not, he's probably not as used to cutting promos. I mean, they had been in the, they were in the WCW for a little bit before that, weren't they? I was gonna say, yeah, they were in there for a few years. Yeah. I think they were teaming together as early as like 88, 89. No way, really? I'm pretty sure. Huh. I mean, I just remember I that I remember that Rick was in the varsity club there for quite some time. Yeah, and then he did his face turn. Yeah. And then Scott was there to kind of like guide him along and uh, then they started teaming together. Let me just look here because I'm pretty sure yeah, 1989. Wow. I you would not know by <laughs> by the by the, the interview that was given. <laughs> no, no, yeah, definitely not promo-wise. I would argue though that Scott became the better worker of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he evolved his style because he also evolved his physique as well. I mean, because if you look <laughs> at this Scott, right. yeah, well, 100%, yeah. Uh, if you look at this Scott Steiner versus the, you know, the Scott Steiner Big Papa Pump, it, they're miles apart. 
We'll see. And and here's the thing too. In this tag match, everyone had a, a 25% chance of winning. But you get Scott Steiner in there, your, your chances go down by half. So you have a 12.5% chance of winning. <laughs> but then you take your 12.5% and you divide it into four because there's four times. Yeah. <laughs> Good math. Um, so we get the Steiners taking on the Head Shrinkers. By the way, one of which you guys may know later on became Rikishi. Yes. And uh, the, the Steiners have possibly some of the 90s tights. I think it shows that their their love for sharpies. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a t- I think it's a close tie between them and Crush. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> so the Steiners and the Head Shrinkers. The Head Shrinkers again, very uh, sensitive and appropriate gimmicks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're Samoans, so, you know, they, uh, they're cannibals. Makes sense. We do get our very first ever WWF yes. slobber knocker. So if any of you were wondering how long into Jim Ross's debut that he first used the term slobber knocker, the One answer match. is 34 minutes and 52 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Bobby Heenan has a great line. Jim Ross says, this is what we call a slobber knocker, and he even says, "I thought that's what they called the waitresses at the Tip Top Cafe." Again, <laughs> uh, oh, camel breath. <laughs> and he actually says, <laughs> he calls the Steiners. Uh, Bobby Heenan does uh, the high school wrestling, and uh, <laughs> because they were the University of uh, Michigan, and Jim Ross corrects him and says it's university, and. <laughs> Bobby Heaney goes, high school, university, it's four years difference and you still get no money. (laughs) Heaney is still on fire. He is, yeah, on point. So, (laughs) so this match, again, this is another match. He says Oklahoma is a suburb of Kentucky. (laughs) Is it, is that, is that not correct? (laughs) But I would argue this is another good match. Oh, yeah. There's a really um, nice, a really nice catch and slam from a Doomsday maneuver, which was, wah. oh, that was, that was incredible. Stiff match. Oh yeah, that in that spill that, oh, that Scott takes to the outside. Yeah, Scott literally flips over the top rope and almost lands on his neck. Yep, because he might uh, have actually landed on partly on his neck because he was holding his head quite a bit when he landed. Was it Fatu did the low bridge on him? I think so. Yeah. And then, and then, as he's getting up, Alpha sticks him with the kendo stick. <laughs> oh, he and he—they wail on him with the kendo stick. Oh yeah, you could hear it through the whole arena. Yeah. To the point where, if I'm the referee, I'm taking another look at that. I think my only—I guess my only big letdown is the the terrible Frankensteiner for the win. Yeah. That was not, that was, uh, it was not that crisp was at all. No, no. And I think it has something to do probably with the size of the guy. Just the timing was off. Um, we do get another doing the thing. I do know. I did note that. <laughs> I mean, the, the Frankensteiner does the job. It's over. They do call Alpha. He's not a, he's not a manager. He's a trainer of viciousness. <laughs> so that, there was that. At one point I wrote down that Samu, uh, yells at the crowd, ooh, and I just wanted to be like, so! <laughs> oh, I thought, uh, they, rah! And then he <laughs> his hands for like, a, like he's loading it like a gun and then tries to do a Superman punch. Yeah, there you go. Fucking not, terrible. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> Roman Reigns is actually Samu. <laughs> 
it, what's funny too is after they do the Frankensteiner spot and the Steiners win, Heenan says, "I want to see a replay," and they're like, "We're not going to have a replay because it was also, awful." Like, yeah, that was also like, "No, we are not doing a replay." <laughs> Kevin, Kevin was like, "I don't think so." <laughs> I don't think so, Vance. <laughs> Although I will say, um, I don't think there were any replays in the show. No. I don't remember there being a single replay. I'm not going back to find out, so I'll take your word on it. I will rewatch WrestleMania 9 right now. (laughs) It's turning into a commentary. One, two, three, play. (laughs) Okay, so we're past that. We go back to Mean Genicus. Oh, just a minute. I know what's... Because we're moving now into Doink versus Crush. So if you'll excuse me, I need something that's going to help me cope with the rest of this freaking pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. She's all downhill from here, folks. Cheers. There we go. And I'm oh, drinking. And, and what, are you, what are you drinking, sir? Uh, I've actually got a nice little local brew here. Uh, born and raised in my fantastic city of birth, an Alpine. It's left over for my St. Patrick's Day celebrations. <laughs> there you have it. There you go. So, Stephen Izzy, you can, you know, if you've ever had an Alpine, I don't know if you've had, but uh, it's uh, since 1937 this stuff's been brewed. They are not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Tastes like uh, lowered expectations, which really, that's what St. John's all about. And WrestleMania 9. <laughs> there you go. So, before we start talking about this Doink match, I will say this right now. This Doink the Clown gimmick as a heel, love it. Oh, it's perfect. Love the character. It really is. And um, the thing is, they, they played him so vicious that the lead-up for this match apparently got them in some hot water with uh, with the sponsors uh, because uh, there was a, a review in some, uh, some local New York rag where they were talking about how the weeks leading up to this event, Doink beat Crush with a prosthetic arm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to tone down a lot of that stuff. They didn't. Uh, they really toned it down in the in the weeks coming up to it. And I think the only we got to see the prosthetic arm bit before this, just so they could hype the drama. And of course, it's on pay per view at that point, so it's not on, you know, reg- like free TV. So they can't really cry too much about it being, you know, violence that's free and out there and anybody can access. That that was their problem. They they thought that was too violent. Well, it, it, there was that. I mean, he. He does like he beats him with a prosthetic arm, and it it it, it was 1993. I suppose you know. I mean, we're not talking about like now, where you know, even just a few years ago, you could watch a show like The Following, and people are getting their jugulars cut open. <laughs> that still that still seems like a little. I don't know. That's like uh, but offended by also that, no. I mean. Don't don't forget this was before the Attitude Era, and this this product was being put forth as. Family friendly. I mean, it's not like he ripped it off and there was like blood gushing out of it. No, but he is. I mean, he's a clown, and despite the fact what everybody else knows about clowns is that they're creepy and untrustworthy bastards, it is supposed to be a representative of like a a, a childlike or a child friendly type character because you think circus you think clowns kids have fun kids like clowns kids don't like clowns but they they okay. you know <laughs> I will tell you right now. I do not like clowns. A lot of people don't like clowns. I am terrified of two things in this world. Mascots and clowns. Yes. Mm -hmm. But only in real life. Not like I can watch some movies. No problem. Mm -hmm. But the, I will, as a tangent, (laughs) I was walking in the, in the, in the local mall the other day 
and the Toys R Us giraffe was outside the, the Toys R Us. And you peed your pants, uh, we know. No, he waved at me, and I, I hid my face. <laughs> oh my god, that's even better. <laughs> can't, can't do it. Mariah, protect me! <laughs> Pretty much. Mar- I was walking with Mariah, and I was like, okay, I'll, uh, I'll meet you at the theater. <laughs> I have to walk fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Crush versus Doink the Clown. This should have opened the show. <laughs> what? No, this should have opened the show because there is there was a lead up to it, so you can't take that away from it. But the sh- the match itself is so kind of tr- atrocious that if you open the show with it, it gets to be forgettable. So it's you give it more of a pass because it's lower on the card. I suppose, but I feel like to open the show, you need something a little stronger, though. Well then, fine. If you're gonna do that, do the Shawn Michaels one as the opener. We'll put this one on second. Yeah, because even the, even it, the lower to... on the card that this match is, the better. Even if they wanted to open with the tag match, hmm. Steiner. There match. you go. I mean, that'd be fine too. Yeah. But so, I think you're um, right about opening with the Intercontinental Championship. Like opening with that that solid mid card title lets the crowd know that this pay per view means business. It's a serious pay per view, and you should take it as such. Exactly. The only, my only my only problem with that was the finish opening with that finish. Yeah, yeah. So this is um this is a match that happens. We get a ref bump. We Surprise! Get first, first first of many. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> Mariah had a terrible comment here. Do you want to know what she said? Oh please. So the referee is Joey Morella, mm-hmm. who is Gorilla Monsoon's uh, late son. Uh, late yep. son. Mm-hmm. She said. Joey Morella has a, a thing with sleeping leading to bad things. Oh, that is terribly <laughs> funny on her part oh, and clever. I, I said, oh, my God, and then I wrote it down. Yeah. Joey Morella, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we get we get an illusion here in this match. Oh, the double doink. <laughs> it's an illusion. <laughs> Doink must be David Copperfield. First in, you know, of of many other people other than Matt Bourne to play Doink. I'm not sure who the other one was. I'm going to go ahead and guess that it was Steve Kern. Yeah, that's a possibility. A.K.A. Skinner. Look that up. Go (laughs) look that up, guys. Great gimmick. (laughs) But yeah. Hey, everybody had to have a job back then, okay? (laughs) An alligator poacher was one. (laughs) So Doink uh, has another Doink show up because basically, for the most part, Crush beats the shit out of him for the match. Yeah. Doink gets some token offense in, but Crush basically gets him down, gets the head squeeze, ref goes down. Another Doink shows up, and it's a very, like, it's a very, it's a shitty finish not only for the interference and the double Doink thing, but that it's so, like, I don't know the word for it. Contrived? Yes, that's what I'm looking for. The timing is really weird because he hits him with the cast. They do this stupid, like, ooh, look, we're, we're doing that mirror thing, you know, where you, you move your arms at the same time. As yeah, the they're doing the mimicry uh, bit, yeah. And, and then he waits, like, a minute before he covers him. The referee slowly recovers and counts to three. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it takes a long time. Like, if he had done that while well, the referee was distracted or something and then won, it'd be a little less contrived. Yeah, and then um, after that's all said and done, we get Fonzie coming out to, to stooge on the double doink. That's right. Mm. <laughs> you, could say that he, you, you, you could say that he blew the whistle on that one. There you go. 
Excellent hey. little ECW reference for you there. <laughs> Let's just make mention, Crush got pinned by getting hit with a cast mm-hmm. in the back. <laughs> I just think... <laughs> like, and he's supposed to be Samoan, who, uh, if all wrestling is to be believed, have the most notoriously hard heads. And Go ahead. I think you mean Hawaiian. Um, okay. I... So he's a white I mean, dude from Hawaii, so he's not Samoan? Crush is not Samoan. Crush is not supposed to be Samoan. Isn't Hawaii... See, I, th- I see, I think, Samoan, I think Hawaii. But I don't think... I don't think they ever tried to say he was Samoan, though. Okay. He's... But, I mean, you have a point because of that hair. <laughs> that business business in the front ca- uh, party in the back hey, hair should have blocked it. It was all the rage back then. Trust me. I was there when it happened. <laughs> Crush's mullet is incredible. Had one. It was glorious. Uh, I want pictures right now. <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> throw those pictures up on the Twitter. <laughs> um, then we get to some hilarious Japanese photographers in the crowd. Oh my god, this... Oh. Which, if they weren't actual Japanese photographers, I would think this is incredibly racist. (laughs) WrestleMania number one! Yeah, the best is when he says, what do you think of it, two doinks, two doinks? And the other one's just like, ah! Yeah, he just starts laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Todd Pettengale... Talk about fucking party in the back, business in the front. Oh, yeah, basically early 90s Michael Cole. (laughs) Todd Pettengill is the living embodiment of the mullet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Todd Pettengill, pretty low on the spectrum, pretty low on the spectrum of announcers. But pretty high on the spectrum of other things. (laughs) (laughs) Not even gonna go there. (laughs) We'll just leave that as it is. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you this, Todd Pettengill, he's no Sean Mooney. (laughs) No, no he is not. Sean Munichus. So anyway, so the next match, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this. This is Razor Ramon's WrestleMania debut. And it's a weird friggin' thing, man. Razor yeah. Ramon and Bob Backlund? And Razor Ramon is a heel. And, and Bob Backlund is super fucking square. Oh, yeah. This is Bob Backlund doing, like, his comeback after, like, ten years. He's just a white meat baby face. So Razor Ramon is, of course, getting all the cheers from the crowd. Yep. There is even a big razor chant that starts in the middle of the match. Well, because that's the thing, like he's he's white meat babyface, but because of his lack of charisma, it's he gets like X Pac heat. Yeah. Like yeah. the crowd just does not give a shit about him. For those of you not in the know, X Pac when he is awful. At, uh... <laughs> I don't know if he's awful. I thought he had, I thought he was a good I thought he was a good worker. Uh, I've never been never been a fan. It's one of the it's it's one of the few things where I go along with the masses because yeah I've never really ugh yeah. Well, we will agree to disagree on X Pac. No, we but, won't. Well, we will. <laughs> no, we won't. He he was uh, basically he got heat or he got booed in a way where it was like we don't really care, rather than you're a bad guy and we're booing you. Yeah. Or, you know, we don't want you out here kind of thing. <laughs> I do like the fact that Bobby Heenan says he looks like the paperberry, paper boy from Mayberry. Oh, about Bob Backlund? Yeah. And which is odd because, you know, Bob Backlund does not deliver. <laughs> See, I'll call back to that last one. Eh? Yeah, this, 
Backyard dogs. Backyard dogs. I thought we were done with that forever. <laughs> I was wrong. I was so wrong. <laughs> but here's my question about this match. What were they thinking? Yeah. And goodbye. No. <laughs> why did... Why, if you're... Uh, clearly this is here to make Razor Ramon put him over more. He doesn't uh, get a finish him, move. Make him a bigger star. Doesn't hit his finish. Doesn't even tease his finish. Wins with an inside cradle. Right. What was that? T- terrible. That's what that was. Is that now? Is that their attempt? You think the thinking on that was we want to make him uh, out wrestle the wrestler because he didn't even says that on commentary. I, I mean, I get that if they want to do that, fine. But I mean, if you want a guy like Razor Ramon, if you want him to be over as a credible heel, you got to at least let him hit some signature. Yeah, the match is like maybe four minutes tops. Yeah. Which it's is unfortunate because I feel, given the talent of those two individuals, it could have been longer and it could have been better. Yeah. And like not even a whole lot longer, like maybe eight or nine minutes tops because mm-hmm. you're talking about a, a buffer match, right? Yeah. Between um, uh, a Michael Buffer match between the... Uh, <laughs> That's not. <laughs> um, whoever announces the loudest wins. Ken Kennedy versus Michael Buffer. So you're not going to let Chris Kloss do anything? <laughs> oh God, is that the XPW? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> or how about that guy that interviewed um, uh, that fucking? Oh, what's his name? Zandig. And he's like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Guys, look up Zandig Jesus promo, and you will laugh. I think if anybody who's really who's listening for, to this for the wrestling probably has already seen Botchamania and knows what we're talking about. I mean, I hope so. But if you've only heard the sound clip, you got to watch the whole interview. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. So Razor's beating Bob Backlund. So now we get to uh, the first half of our double main event. Oh, Is this why I said two for the price of one? We'll find out. <sighs> Two for the price of one was our clue. So this must be what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah it, is. it must totally. be. Wait! Wait a second, Nathan! Wait! This just in! Lex Luger attacked Bret Hart during the WrestleMania brunch! Knocked him out! Knocked him out! Are we going to know the footage? No. No? No. Okay. Just take our word for it. <laughs> they said it happened. There was during, a kerfuffle. A schmoz. The morning. They said it happened during the morning, so how did they not have footage? At brunch. Yeah. Like, who, who gets into a fight at brunch? A charity brunch. I mean, the, what, what, I guess the, there there wasn't enough mimosas <laughs> and cantaloupe and mirrors because of the, the narcissist, right? <laughs> so we come up to the like I said, the first of two main events. I think so. We get the Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake challenging for Money Inc.'s tag team titles. Money Inc. being Ted DiBiase and Irwin R. Scheister. Best part about the build-up to this was I watched the Raw, so Brutus Beefcake had a nasty parasailing accident, nearly ended his life. Yeah. Came very close to killing him. Some woman crushed his face. Yeah, yeah. And not in a fun, sexy way at all. (laughs) In a sexy, like, hospital stay way. Yeah. Not like if, you know, (laughs) Nia Jax almost crushed your face. Like, that at least would be, oh... Wow, we are are taking a deep dive into Nathan's subconscious (laughs) I just, I, I'm just saying, she's fetching in a large and in charge kind of way. So anyway, <laughs> 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 
makes his return on Raw. And uh, by the way, I agree with you. She's very attractive. <laughs> He uh, he makes his return on on Monday Night Raw. Does this big interview? I don't know if you've seen it. The fans shit on it <laughs> because to to steal a line from another podcast, it's Brutus the fucking barber beefcake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's basically saying, "I want to thank God and Hulk Hogan," and everyone's like. Fuck this. Like, I'm pretty sure there was some <laughs> F-bombs, and I don't mean the F-bombs that we dropped. I'm pretty sure they said pussy. I'm pretty sure at one point he said, do you know what I saw? And someone yelled out, who cares? <laughs> Delightful. If you want to be entertained, find that Raw where Brutus Beefcake does his big speech. And if they haven't censored it on the network, it's probably grand. <laughs> I did go, cool, there was a cool, um, bad, bad Leroy Brown reference from IRS during their, their interview. What did he say? Oh yes. Uh, you'll look like a couple, you'll look like a jigsaw puzzle with a couple of pieces gone. Okay. Which is uh, a reference from the song, bad, bad Leroy Brown by Jim Croce. I know the song. I don't remember that line. I recommend. Well, at the the last, the song is like um, Leroy gets into a fight with a for messing around with the wife of a jealous man. And when and there's a line there where it says, "When they pulled him from the floor, Leroy looked like a jigsaw puzzle with a couple of pieces gone." Oh, okay. See, if you uh, don't know the song, I recommend looking up Jim Croce and listening to everything he ever recorded because you can. Because, unfortunately, he was taken far, far too soon. So, tag team title match. Oh, this is another Mariah comment. When Hogan and Beefcake come out together, she says they look like ketchup and mustard. Well, they look like they've been doused in it, that's for sure. (laughs) Something weird about Hulk Hogan, though, Nathan. What is that? Oh, well, could it be the gigantic shiner he has on his face? Now, the big rumor. And from my understanding, it's just a rumor. Okay. Because based on the commentary and the way Savage is like, the way the Macho Man talks about it, it's almost like he's bragging. Yeah. And, and I think and that's what... We, we, should, we should say what the rumor is. Okay. Well, the, the long thought about urban legend or rumor is that Randy Savage, uh, first name Macho, last name Man, check the boots, punched out Hulk Hogan uh, in some argument where... Savage was under the idea that Hogan had been sleeping with Elizabeth while they were married. Oh, okay. I was gonna, okay. I thought you meant at the time. I was going to say, weren't they separated by then? No, the, he. Uh, even so, I mean, dude, like, bros before no, no, hoes. No, no, I know. I thought you meant like he had done it at the time. No, there was. Well, there was. It, it's either that or the you know while him and Elizabeth were. Married or at the end of their marriage, sort of thing. You think Hogan um, and Liz ever got down? Oh, possibly. Yeah, I, I can't. Choice. I can't. I mean, I wasn't there when it happened, but their I mean, depth. I was there, but I don't remember. <laughs> from my understanding, the last time Hulk Hogan did a sex tape, it didn't work out well for him, anyways. So sexy as fuck. <laughs> they um, but the um, I guess the there was another rumor. Which I can't remember. And then there's the story that everyone kind of accepts as the truth is where he was in a, a jet skiing accident where he basically conked his face off of a jet ski. Okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that's what happened? 
I would, I'm, I'm going to lean to the saying yes, that is what happened. At the very least, I'm going to, going to lean to no as to Macho Man punching out Hulk Hogan because I do know that it's been said that Macho Man was actually in Vegas with a lot of the television people when Hulk Hogan called and said that he was in an accident. Okay. So there's been like, there's been more than a, a couple of people to corroborate the, uh, Hulk Hogan was in an accident, or at the very least, Macho Man was with us when this happened, so he couldn't have punched out Hulk Hogan. Well, there you go, folks. There's the, the Hulk Hogan black eye theory. Yeah. Black eye. Eye. Black eye. Because the Hulk Hogan black guy theory is totally different. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's Booker not, T. It's, it's not a theory, folks. <laughs> It's there on the internet in full. Yeah. Uncensored audio. Yeah. May have cost him his livelihood. Yeah. I did make an interesting note, uh, and I'm guessing he always dressed like this, but IRS was wearing a belt and suspenders. I think he did always have them on. How much can you trust a guy who doesn't even trust his own pants? Hmm. I feel like I've heard that somewhere. (laughs) Once upon a time in Mexico. Okay. Fantastic movie. We'll never cover it on our show. <laughs> Ever. Because it being, is legitimately amazing. I remember it being fun. I haven't seen it in a long time. <sighs> Bronson is fantastic in that movie. And, oh, uh, Once Upon a Time. Wait, 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 wait. Once Upon sorry, a Time. In no, West. not one Mexico. Sorry. Once Upon a Time in the Old West. That's it. Okay, okay. I was yeah. going to say, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, we could cover. We could cover that one, yes. Because Johnny, Johnny Depp is a blind guy who can shoot like nobody else. <laughs> Them also, though, that movie's great. Yeah. <laughs> but absolutely perfect for our show. Once yeah. Upon a Time in the Old West, not so much. Legitimately you know, great. That's a, that's a legitimate movie. Yeah. <laughs> so this tag, if you're wondering, we're not talking about this match very much because it's a boring fucking match. Yeah. We get like a we get like a, the dusty eye poke. Hogan does some really heelish stuff in this match. They cheat more than Money, Inc. I know. Like... They're supposed to be the faces. Also, Money Inc., they do one thing in this match that I think is always a fun little spot. Uh, Money Inc. tries to take the count out wins, or count out loss so they can keep their titles. And uh, we have the announcer saying, If Money Inc. doesn't return to the ring by the count of ten, not only will they be counted out, but they will lose their tag team championship. Thanks, Finkus. I, I will say, I remember watching this pay-per-view as a kid. Uh, renting it on VHS because my parents would never put down a dime for a wrestling pay-per-view. Uh, but I remember watching it uh, with my brother and my mom and my dad would just kind of like, they would come in and out of the room while make sure we weren't breaking anything or actually wrestling ourselves. And we were watching this match in particular and Hulk Hogan is cheating. And my mom goes, he's the good guy, isn't he? We were like, yeah, it's Hulk Hogan. He's the greatest. Why is he cheating? And my brother and I are trying to figure out ways to explain away why Hulk Hogan is cheating. <laughs> and he's supposed to be the good guy. It's true. If you look back at Hulk Hogan matches, he cheated more than his opponent. Mm. And and this is this was the time of white meat baby faces. He was supposed to be the all American good guy and he's poking people in the eyes. He's he's threatening referees sometimes. I think a lot of it is played off though as the comeuppance or turnabout is fair play situation. Sure, but Which, I have seen some matches start out with Hogan just doing that, though. Yeah. Can we get another ref bump? 
<laughs> Number two! <laughs> now, this is where the match gets really stupid. So, the referee gets bumped. Yep. First of all, they're waiting to get tagged into the match. The referee gets bumped. IRS gets kicked right in the file folder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but why are they waiting for the tag? I don't know. That makes no sense at all. Yep. So, they wait for the tag. Yeah, they they come in. Don't they hit the Don't they hit Money Inc with the briefcase? Yes. Yeah, so they hit him with the briefcase. They go for the pin. The referee is out. Jimmy Hart, who by the way, we didn't even mention Jimmy Hart is the manager of Hulk Hogan, which is super weird to me. Well, they've been they've guy. been friends for like ever. Yeah, but he's a babyface. And it's, it's so weird. That's the weird part is because it's a babyface. You n- hardly ever see a babyface with a manager. Right. A valet, maybe. Yeah, like Savage and Liz, that would yeah. happen. But yeah, so Jimmy gets in the ring. Uh, turns out his shirt backward, uh, inside out jacket, is a shirt. Yep, is like a zebra shirt. He counts the pin, hands Hogan and Beefcake the titles, and they act like they've won. Okay, I know wrestling isn't real, but <laughs> if you're if you're the character Hulk Hogan, you've been in the WWF at the time uh, for at least ten years. Why would you think that would work? Because it has worked before. But a manager coming in and counting? Well, not in the... I'm not, I'm not going to make a reference to something in the past. I'm actually going to make a reference to something that happened in the fairly recent uh, past, I guess. For us, it would have been future, way future for this. But uh, at an independent show that uh, you and I are were involved with, uh, one of the uh, general managers who wasn't Jeff Graves... St- Took the referee shirt off of a referee and counted a victory for somebody. Fair, fair enough. But did that happen at this time? Never. <sighs> I suppose. <sighs> but it, it, like, okay, just like, it, yeah, I don't think it ever happened before this in the WWF. And like I said, if you're the wrestler, if you're this character, but, uh, Brandon, if like, there's one thing that we need to remember is that anything can happen in the WWF. Fuck all that. Why would you think <laughs> this, this would work? Hulk Hogan, if anything, if he pushed for that spot... Because he's the holster, brother. Match, but if he, if he, if that was his idea for the finish, he is a dumb man. Because that made him look like a complete moron. Because what happens? Another referee comes down. Danny Davis. Yeah, and they get disqualified. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because they hit them in the face with a goddamn briefcase. Yep. So, by the way, let's go over the finishes we've had so far. A count out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a clean pin. Yep. Attack with a prosthetic. Right, a run in. From a, uh, from a, a double pin. doink. Yeah, a fluke <laughs> pin. Mm-hmm. And a DQ. Yeah. WrestleMania, showcase of the immortals. And they're acting, this, the way they, even with the, uh, them, I guess, getting a bit back, even though they got, disqualified they still jimmy hart tosses danny davis out of the ring and everybody's celebrating like this is the end of the show oh yeah well you know what i'll get to that later but i have a theory slash idea okay but yeah they're celebrating celebrate for a long friggin time because macho man again says oh they're doing the thing They do open Iris's briefcase, to which Bobby Heenan says, You never know when you're going to need a brick. <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines. It, was, you think he was talking about a legitimate brick? 
Uh, I don't know what you could be talking about. <sighs> oh, like uh, cold medicine? Maybe. So yeah, I just think oh this this it's such a stupid fucking finish. It's it's so Hogan and Beefcake don't win the titles, but Hogan and Beefcake don't have to lose. Yeah. Don't have to get pinned. And Hogan must pose. Yep, so that's it for Hogan, so that's it for the night. See you later, Hogan. Have a good night. All right, back to WrestleMania. We so, get a we get an interview with uh Mr. Perfect. That, that he fucks up. That does not go perfect at all. Wait, there are no second takes for any of these interviews? He calls him the Lexorcist. Lark Luger. <laughs> but I got, but have, did you notice, though, there were fuck-ups in almost every interview? Yeah, because, like, well, hey, we're live, pal. They, I, I do not think they were live. That's the thing. With, with the promos that they were doing here, I actually almost want to say that they might have legitimately done them live. Because you that you you think that they're gonna be like you think they're gonna say, oh yeah no he he said he said Larsus next Luger so yeah that's fine that's fine that's good no we'll air that so do you think it's our biggest pay per view of the year go ahead go ahead run run that well, run that Nathan considering the rest of this pay per view it would not surprise me <laughs> I have to say and we will cover this in just a few bits. Um, and it's an argument that goes in my favor that this is live. So let's continue. Oh, boy. So so you're saying they just turned off the crowd mics during these interviews? Well, or, why, or why these, wouldn't you? These, didn't even, these, did, these might not have even been shown to the people in the crowd. Possible, yeah. So this is another weird baby face, Mr. Perfect. It, I find that weird. He's he's good. I'm not saying he's not he's a bad face, but he's just it's odd. It, he he definitely played better as as a heel. Although again, everything the you're led to believe about him is that he was a pretty swell guy. Even though he'd feed you, you know, somas when you weren't looking. I was gonna say <laughs> you're being facetious because I was waiting for that. Yeah, it was a it was a fun joke for him. <laughs> yeah, it, he's just a harmless prankster who would drug you. Exactly. <laughs> The fabulous Mr. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't that bad. No, he didn't pimp anyone out for all, as far as we know. Oh, his estate is calling us now to tell us to stop talking about him. Shit. No. Don't look, we're we're doing it out of respect. Exactly. Look, or it's it's just a joke. Just no, I don't feel that any sort of litigation is is a thing that needs to be. Well, no, fine. You you will see my lawyer in court. Thank you very much. Good day, sir. Shit. So that was his lawyer, right? Ah, uh, well, you know. Was it that baseball player he used to pal around with all the time? <laughs> I forget his name. Knuckleball Schwartz? No. <laughs> it, was a, it was a legit baseball player. Wade Boggs. There we go. Yeah. Is that who it was? I knew who you were going. Yeah, Wade Boggs. He was in one of the, uh, the uh, vignettes they did back when he was... You know, showing the Mr. Perfect stuff. And he that was... was him on the phone, right? <laughs> Wait, Wade Boggs isn't an attorney? Oh. A baseball player attorney, same thing. <laughs> Although that would another... that absolutely would have been a sitcom premise in the 90s, so... <laughs> Wade Boggs, attorney, baseball player. <laughs> Guy, if we ever do a TV show on this, on this uh, show, we need to do Learning the Ropes, by the way. Oh my god, yes. I watched that live, well, you know, when it was on TV originally. Live, pal. Yeah. Do you know that the the kid, the son in that show, is uh, the dude who plays Murdoch on Murdoch Mysteries? Really? Yeah. 
I don't think I've ever seen uh, Learning the Ropes in full. I just saw Learning the Ropes. Yeah, no, I've, I, I did when I was a kid. I, I actually watched that. The CTV used to show it. Yeah, starring yeah. the Legion of Doom. Yep. Yeah. And again, why we're talking about Learning the Ropes right here is because this match also just... Boring. Which is unfortunate because it starts off with some fantastic 90s chicks. Oh like my god, yes. Those early 90s, big hair, high thumb, my goodness. So let's let's talk about this. So Mr. Perfect is facing the narcissist Lex Luger. The narcissist, yep. The Lark, the narcissist next Lugner. And he, <laughs> Luger comes out with all these girls, very attractive ladies. Who can't hold a mirror up. Can't hold him here because he has to adjust himself so he can be reflected in it. Yeah, and sparks go off from the mirror. I think Luger has a pretty cool entrance. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, the only thing about Luger is, first of all, well, I mean, we can be, we can, you know, k- kick a dead horse. He's not a great worker. Everyone knows that. Everyone's talked at length about how Luger's not a great worker. Right. But, but the thing is, also, he can't emote. I never yes. get the sense that he's being arrogant. I get the sense that he's being told to stand there. <laughs> Which, and when you get right down to it, this is this gimmick would have been the one that would have played to his strengths the most. Right. Because as a narcissist, he doesn't have to do a whole lot of emoting. He just has to think of how great he is. I just think he even even he like he even has a hard time just pulling off like an Conceit? arrogant facial yeah. expression. Yeah. yeah. We get some uh, great line from Heenan here because Jim uh, Savage says, "You want to take a polygraph?" and he's like, "No, I don't have false teeth." Yes, I have that note as well. Also, Savage has a bizarre line here. He says, "Mr. Perfect." He says, "He's not just he's not just perfect. He's perfect." Like what? <laughs> There's also another line in there somewhere. Someone says, "It's not the biggest bat that you swing." That's right. Which I yeah, that's great. That's a pretty good penis joke. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a lot to say about the match itself. It just, you know, it's a match. It's not a very, it's not a good match, and it has another but, weak, weak ass finish. Yeah, and we get the the funny thing about it is, is that because the match is kind of bleh, you do get some. We, I did pay attention more to the commentary, and they do a lot more bickering in this. There's a really good bit where uh, Bobby Heenan's uh, going on about Oklahoma uh, to Jim Ross, and he says they just get into they're getting into our plumbing next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the the commentary is the is the best part. The slingshot comes into play, which again we've discussed that before. How that is stupidest, a stupidest stupidest move in our dumbest fucking move, yeah. As as much as hard as it is to accept that someone would be whipped off the ropes, the slingshot is the stupidest move in wrestling. Yeah, but we finished with what was it? Back feet on the rope for a backslide. Yeah, it's perfect. So he puts he backslides perfect. Perfect puts it like puts his feet on the ropes, but but he just kind of leans into it, so it's like the front of his feet. Mm. Why not? Why not just kick out? It doesn't. That finish makes no sense to me. Yeah. The referee somehow doesn't see this, even though they're right up, right up against the ropes, and that's the fucking finish. Yep. So I guess it's to protect Perfect in a way to show that he actually did get his feet on the ropes. Another another like fucked fucked finish though, because it's another one that's not clean, and mm-hmm. it's a it's WrestleMania. Like it's this is ridiculous. Yeah. Perfect is very upset. Goes to the back. We finally go backstage. 
which apparently we couldn't do any other time. <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? Perfect finds Luger outside. This is actually a really cool visual, is that Perfect goes right outside the arena. We get to see, like, the corridor they have set mm-hmm. up. He finds Luger, but there's Shawn Michaels. Who attacks him. With. That means Lex Luger went to the back and immediately was like, hey, Shawn Michaels, let's go hang out. <laughs> I don't think that ever happened. No. They just don't strike me as people that would be buddies. Yeah. Sean beats the fuck out of Mr. Perfect with a garbage can. <laughs> EC dub! EC dub! Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, of course, that eventually led to their match at SummerSlam, which ended up being a huge disappointment. Well, what are you going to do, right? So, I mean, WrestleMania, where there was not a clean finish, and we set up a match for later mm-hmm. <laughs> at another um, show. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we get some Gorilla Monsoon and Toga again. As as one would. Yep. Because what we've got coming up next is uh, watching in retrospect, uh, gosh, I wonder who's going to win match. Oh. <laughs> Even if this was not in retrospect, I would still be like, yeah, no, Taker is not jobbing out to this guy. <laughs> well, Undertaker, as we said earlier... Was feuding with Harvey Whippleman's monster wrestlers. Oh, I thought you were going to say Super Inclusive Diversity Club. Well, yes, that's what they were called. <laughs> that was their gimmick name. Yeah. He's, uh, so here he's got the giant Gonzalez who comes out in very interesting wrestling oh attire. Oh, God. <laughs> Spray painted to look like he's nude. Yeah, I was actually surprised that he didn't have a penis spray painted on him. <laughs> they did. Just... They drew in the butt crack, though. They sure did. They just gave him a lot of bush in the front. Ugh, gross. I not want to think about it. It was buried in the in the forest of the Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> buried deep in the oh forest. Oh my god, Brendan. Gonzalez lays his micro-penis. Not from everything I've heard. <laughs> oh, oh dear. So he's Virgil in it down Like there? a baloney, you know, that you need like to get... A- So wait, do you think him and Virgil ever met up and they had like a dick off? <laughs> Maybe a sword fight? <laughs> Pat Patterson was the judge that he was going to win. I take winner, eh? <laughs> um, we get the taker coming out with a vulture. Did not care for that camera at all. Oh, that poor vulture. <laughs> Said nobody ever. I felt bad for it. <laughs> I just, there's so much animal cruelty all over this fucking show. <laughs> but the vulture, um, yeah, it doesn't care for being on that little platform. And then when they try to take it off the platform... It attacks the camera. Yeah. <laughs> it would have flown away. Like, it almost did. Yeah. It, it's not happy. I'm, I'm sure Undertaker was thrilled to be right next to it, too. <laughs> we do get an interesting visual, though, where, the, where Taker has to actually look up to Giant Gonzalez. Yeah, that was the best part of the match, and then the match began. Yeah. Well, there is another match that happens within this match. (laughs) Oh, yeah? If you... you, Because I became so bored while watching this match, because I'd I'd seen it before, I knew it was terrible. I happened to notice, in behind the action that's going on in the ring, there's actually a, a crowd argument that looks like it's about to turn into a fight happening right behind the ring on the hard camera side. I did not notice that. Yeah, there's, like, this old guy and a dude who's sitting in a row behind him, and their, like, security is, like, keeping them from coming to blows. Wow. Yep. 
I kind of want to go back and see just to see that fight. <laughs> um, did we skip over the drunk people in the crowd? Well, I think this was some of them. Well, no, the 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 guys that Todd Pettengill. Oh, the dude bros. No, that comes yeah, yeah. up. That comes up after this. Okay, good. I didn't want to miss that. Yeah. So this match fucking sucks. <laughs> yes. This this is the worst match on the card. The six thousand pound solid steel steps, which are clearly hollow and easy to lift. You, you know what I do? I do enjoy that every time John Cena picks them up, though, he actually makes it look like a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I Genuinely, I do like that. Okay. I, th- I think he sells the weight of the steps well. Yeah. <laughs> this, arguably, I would also say this is one of the worst WrestleMania matches of all time. Even worse than that Nathan Jones one that Taker was involved with years later? Yeah, be- yeah oh, easily, because Nathan Jones only came out for the last 30 seconds. Well, I suppose it's a fair point. Yeah, I didn't say the worst. Just one of the worst. One of the worst. The blindfold match is up there, too. (laughs) So, oh, yeah, it's terrible. So, Johnny Gonzalez, uh, of course, the finish is a DQ. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because why not? He smothers the Undertaker with a chloroform rag. (laughs) And we get ref bump number three from old Bill Alfonso. Yep. Taking the best bump of the night, by the way. Well, I mean, he's Fonzie, right? Yeah. I he did like the... He from Gonzalez goes like 35 feet in the air. There was a um, there was a, a couple in the crowd that had a rot in peace sign with them. <laughs> okay. Not Undertaker fans? I think they were because they looked like goths. They just decided to change his catchphrase. To make it a little more metal, yeah. <laughs> rot in peace! There you go. That, maybe, that, maybe that was their metal band. <laughs> Or at least their hit single. <laughs> Rotted piece. Yeah. Undertaker, Undertaker, John Gonzalez, Undertaker. This, actually, this song that Brendan is writing is more entertaining than the match itself. Oh, thanks, man. No problem. Wait, that's a pretty low bar. It's a low bar, yeah. Shit. <laughs> so this match, yeah, so it's DQ, because Undertaker gets smothered by a chloroform rag. John Gonzalez poses. Uh, Taker gets taken to the back. Uh-oh, what's that? The bell tolls. Taker comes back. Clears Giant Gonzalez out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Good thing we had this WrestleMania match to set up a future match mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. The rematch, also the rematch they ended up having, almost as bad as this. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, I don't know what else to say about that match. It sucks. They, all, they do chant for Hogan. Yes, because the match was so damn boring. No, I mean, they chanted for him. Uh, oh, to come Taker out for the got... save? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which, you know what, I would have been fine with, <laughs> if that's how they would have used him later. <laughs> but it isn't. It isn't. No, he's done. He's not coming back. No, because he gets uh, a promo next. Oh, boy. Here comes the Hogan promo. Which, this is where it goes to my argument that these were legitimately live, because I don't see Vince McMahon going, yeah, it's perfectly fine if Hulk Hogan says Jap. He sure does. Yes. And, and, and funny enough, he refers to a man that is Samoan as a <laughs> Kayfabe, Brendan, kayfabe. I know, I know. It just makes me laugh. Yeah. So, but, yeah, he uh, calls it that word. Yeah, after that, a bit of unsettling business. Well, actually, hold on. We should say Hulk Hogan refers to Yokozuna as that mm-hmm. and says he would like, he makes no bones about it, he wants to challenge the winner of the main event for the title in the future at some point. Yeah. some point in the future. Don't worry about it. And it doesn't matter if it's you, Bret Hart, or the Jap. Awful. Just awful. Now we get the drunk people. 
Yes, the dude bros, the '90s dude bros at that, like original dude bros. But not before Todd Pettengill bullies some child in the crowd. Oh, yeah. He says, "Hey, you got Prince Charles ears. You want to say anything?" That's what I thought. <laughs> what? Todd, you son of a bitch. Well, he was man cow in the morning. He was a big radio guy. Always saying stuff like that. <laughs> that kid is like uh, stricken with fear, too. <laughs> I think he was more in awe of Todd Pettengill's mullet. That's true. Todd Pettengill is a talent we all deserve. So it's time for the main event, folks. Mm-hmm. Brett the Hitman Hart defending his WWF championship against Yokozuna, accompanied to the ring by the legendary Mr. Fuji. In the crowd, there's somebody that has spelled out R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Was Aretha Franklin in a dark match? Uh, yes. Okay. She played Papa Shango. Oh, ooh. <laughs> you know that if Aretha Franklin was a wrestler, they would have given her a really uh, racially sensitive gimmick like that. Of course, because that's what they did back then. <laughs> Thankfully, that has mostly changed. Mostly. Well, the WWE, for the most part, I would say. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon still does like to do the whole, well, they're both of the same race, right? I guess they should make a tag team. <laughs> that's The people of the same race just get along, right? Except for white folks. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we get a uh, USA chant, and uh, Bobby Heenan points out that one guy's from Canada and the other guy's from Japan. Yeah, I like that, but I'm just going to say, uh, that ain't me, that's Vince. <laughs> okay. Just want to throw that out there. Just trying to move on. <laughs> I just don't want the blame. <laughs> oh, because you, uh, of your noted hated for Naomi? Yeah, because she's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this, I'd rather watch her wrestle than Kelly Kelly. No, I'd rather watch Kelly Kelly. Nope. No, I don't care about her wrestling. <laughs> now you're just, now, now you're being a dude, bro. So knock it I'm off, dude. Perving it up. <laughs> perving it up on the perv, yeah. on the perv network. With perv and wall. At one point in this match, well, you want to talk about like racism. At one point in this match, Jim Ross calls something Yokozuna is doing an oriental nerve hold. Yep. I will say this. The Bret Hart-Yokozuna match, it's not too bad. No, but apparently the uh, uh, the flourish got cut off. What do you mean? Well, I guess Bret and, and uh, Yoko had gone through the match uh, to make it look as, as good as it could because they knew what fucking garbage was coming at the end. Mm. And so they made this like this intricate sequence for the for the finish of the match. But I guess Yokozuna got kind of blown up during the match and cut it off early, so none of the stuff that the good stuff that they had planned out actually got put into the match. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will, it was short. It's it's a little bit under ten minutes. What I do like though is how the match like the, how the match goes up to that point because mm. you have Bret Hart charging in immediately, being quick, taking Yokozuna down by hooking his leg into the, in the ropes, yeah, tripping him. Using top rope moves, like it's it's a very smartly wrestled match. Yes, he's using his quickness the... to the advantage of himself for uh, exactly. versus a guy who is kind of you know lumbering. David versus Goliath, very easy to work that formula. Yeah. So of course the finish is Bret Hart has the sharpshooter. Fuji throws salt in Bret Hart's eyes, unbeknownst to the referee, despite a big puff of cl- uh, salt cloud. So if we're we have one clean finish. In this entire show. show. Well, yeah. Two if you want to. No, I don't count that. Okay. 
<laughs> so, so one clean finish in this whole show, two DQs and one countout. Yeah. Seriously, guys. WrestleMania. Showcase uh, the Immortals. The granddaddy so anyway. of them all. <laughs> two DQs, one countout. Yeah. Um, so he throws salt in Bret Hart's eyes. Yokozuna covers him. Doesn't even hit a move or anything. Just covers him. One, two, three. New champion. When I watched this as a youngster, I was shocked. Like, I was like, what? Yeah. The, the good guy lost? <laughs> like, I was like, just like, I couldn't believe they ended WrestleMania like that. Well, that was the end, everyone. Just like that, Yokozuna's won the title. Downer ending. WrestleMania's over. All rights reserved. So, Nathan, uh, what did the uh, the reviewers think of this? this Salty uh, garbage. Wait, that's the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Wait, wait, all rights reserved. Ugh, the fucking Copyright hot 19. garbage. Hulkster comes out. Oh, oh, just there to congratulate him, right? To help Bret Hart. Yeah, to help Bret Hart. Okay, all And Bret then, Hart. for no reason at all, the smartest manager in the world, Mr. Fuji, gets on the mic and says, Hey, Hulk Hogan, big tough guy, we'll challenge you right here, right now. And then Hogan says, you know, we'll do it at another event, right? And then the show ends. You got it, brother. And he climbs in the ring. Wait, what? Wins in three minutes. What? Three minutes? It's a three-minute championship reign for Yokozuna. Oh. Oh. oh, wait, wait, what? Yep. And um, that's how we go to All Rights Reserved. Hulk Hogan is your new WWF champion. But Mr. Fuji can't make matches. Fucking garbage. President but, Jack Tunney would go on the record later to say that this there was a verbal contract in place. President Jack Tunney. Whatever. Immediately became the biggest heel in the world in my book for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, folks. Fucking Hulk. Hulk fucking Hogan comes out, <laughs> takes the spotlight, beats Yokozuna. One, two, three is the champion. Yep. After all that. So here's what I was going to say earlier about the tag match. I think one of the issues with two here was they probably didn't want to end the show with a heel as the WWF champion at the time. It, it would be the, the first WrestleMania that it had happened at. I, yeah, I would argue there was some back and forth there where they were like, do we really want to do this? Do we really want to send the fans home like this? Yeah. My thing is, as much as that it was the WWF title match and, you know, it probably should have been the main event. Stick it in the middle of the show, okay? Mm. Have Yokozuna win the title. That yeah. way you still got some show to go. Put the tag title match at the end. You know what? Fuck it. Have Hogan and Beefcake win the titles. Yeah. Just end the show like that. Why not? That's all they had to do. Exactly. And it's not like Ted DiBiase didn't deserve like a main event spot. Well, I mean, he had one at WrestleMania 4, but... Yeah, but I mean, like, it's not like people would have been like, oh, how dare they put DiBiase in the main event. True. That's uh, that's WrestleMania, guys. Yeah. Hulk Hogan is the WWF champ. <sighs> Two title changes, both of which were the same title. Yeah. What were they thinking? What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK 
for 25% off your first purchase. That's Schluck, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. I have a question. What's that, little hoaxer? Hulk Hogan? That's right, brother. I mean, someone who sounds like Hulk Hogan, but uh, copyright-wise is not technically Hulk Hogan. That's right. Um, sure. Why not? Don't internet search me. Okay, my mom doesn't let me use Google anymore anyway. That's probably for the best, little hoaxer. Wait a second. Maybe you can help me. I'll do what I can. Where I'm looking for all the wrestling news, rumors, and all the results, and I can't find them anywhere. Well, let me tell you something, little hoaxer. If you need your fix for internet wrestling rumors and results and all the inside information, you're going to need to go to WrestlingNewsWorld.com. If you're not there, you're not anywhere, brother. Wow, thanks, kind of Hulk Hogan. Sure thing, little hoaxer. Remember, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and go to school and all that other stuff, because I'm not really Hulk Hogan, so I don't know what he'd want to say. WrestlingNewsWorld.com What were they thinking? This was a, this was a pretty good one. Um, Fucking hot garbage. I will say... Okay, I did say this earlier to uh, earlier in the week to you that I thought eleven was worse because it was duller. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go on record and say nine is worse. Yeah, because at least eleven, the booking didn't make me want to punch a toddler. <laughs> that is yeah. some imagery. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I got I got pretty mad. Yeah. My question to you is, where does this stand for you on worst of all time? Man. No, I'm going to say this one is definitely, at the very least, worse than WrestleMania 11. Okay. So it might be the worst of all time. Yes. So at this point, we usually say, don't, actually, no, before we do that, um, Nathan? Uh, yes? I jumped the gun a little bit, but I believe it's time for a low haiku. Yes. Okay. Well, there we go. 17 syllables to explain our feelings on this WrestleMania 9. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bullshit. Ending. Hulk. Bret Hart should still be the champ. Brutus fucking cake. Beefcake wouldn't fit in with the solo <laughs> with the solo breakdown. Sorry. I enjoy Brutus cake. <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> no, just the name. Okay. Not the man. All right. Here we go. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania showcase of the immortals. <laughs> just kidding. Two doinks. <laughs> Delightful. So now, at this point, we usually say, don't take our word for it. Hit the theme! Don't take our word for it! (laughs) 
However, this is going to be a little different mm-hmm. because this is not a movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Nope. As far as I as far as I can see, it does not have Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> entry for <laughs> WrestleMania Nine. I should though. Yeah. I would love to see Roger Ebert's opinion. <laughs> or even right. fairly Gene Siskel's. Oh. Yeah. I w- but it would be great if they saw it and they were like four stars. <laughs> Showing that as wrestling fans, they're movie reviewers. <laughs> there you go. But what I will bring up here is uh, Dave Meltzer's star ratings for these matches. So Dave Meltzer... For those of you guys not in the know, I'm sure most of you should know who he is. Basically, the the a wrestling journalist wrestling, works for the Wrestling Observer. He's basically one of the first dirt sheet guys, rumor, dirt sheets and rumors guys. And he used to he, he basically used the, started using the five star rating system for matches. No one knows uh, what his criteria really is, but uh, he he sure likes Japan. He does. So. I'm sure the Yokozuna match... Oh, wait, no, he's not actually Japanese. Never mind. (laughs) So, I'll tell you what we missed. We missed Tito Santana and Papa Shango. Mm. That was a dark before the camera started rolling. But we did allude to that in the the opening. Correct. Hmm. He gave that match a dud. A zero. So I guess he saw it somehow. So the Intercontinental title, Tatanka and Shawn Michaels, he said that was a three and a half. The Steiners and the Head Shrinkers, he said, is a two and a half, which I feel is lowballing a little bit. Mm. Yeah, because he goes up to, like, quarters and stuff, too, so... He does, and he goes into the negatives, too, of which that may come up here. Okay. Crush and Doink the Clown, he gave a one and a half stars. Razor Ramon and Bob Backlund, he said, is the worst match on the show. I'm guessing he's excluding the three-minute match between Hogan and Yokozuna. Nope. Really? Okay. Gave this one a negative one star. <sighs> Razor Ramon and Bob Backlund. I don't think it was that bad. No, I mean, they didn't uh, throw in a... There wasn't a bunch of stupid botches, and it was kind of a... It really was kind of a one-off match. Right. So... So the tag team titles between Money, Inc. and... Oh, we should note, Beefcake and Hogan were the Mega Maniacs. Yes. Uh, that match he gave two stars, which is really high. Mm-hmm. Lex Luger and Mr. Perfect gets a one and a quarter. The fuck does a quarter even mean? Like, what the fuck that shit? It's a 25%. I know, but like okay. in terms of ratings, what's the difference between a fucking quarter star and a half star? Like, I don't know. It's Dave Meltzer, man. Okay, here's here's where we will get some protests. <laughs> the Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez gets a one and a quarter. He rated this higher than the Razor and Backlund one. I take umbrage with that. He also said it's as good as Luger and Perfect. Oh, my God. This is like a negative five for me. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe negative four, because Undertaker can wrestle. Yeah, there you go. Not Undertaker's finest streak moment, guys. No. Uh, Yokozuna and Bret Hart, he gave three stars. It was solid. Yeah, I mean, I'm good with that. Three stars, two and a half stars, something like that. But he also somehow decided to rate a 20-second match, which I don't really think you can do, but whatever. (laughs) He gave Hulk Hogan and Yokozuna a dud. Which it deserves, yeah. It deserves an N.A. That wasn't even a fucking match. (laughs) Um, But I don't feel that Razor and Bob Ackland deserve to be lower on the... Uh, on the rating scale than this match, because at least they put in a match. Yeah. So that's the only real, um, don't take our word for it thing I can really give you here, folks. 
Well, next week we will. Well, no, I can give you a don't take our word for it here, actually. Before we go, Slam Wrestling, John Powell stated that aside from the Intercontinental and Tag Team Championship, I think he just means just the tag team match, uh, and the scantily clad women that accompanied Lex Luger to the ring, the rest of the broadcast was poor. He's also critical of some of the outfits worn in the event, notably Jim Ross's toga and Giant Gonzalez's spray paint suit. So next week... We will be doing predictions for this year's WrestleMania, mm-hmm. 2018, uh, WrestleMania 34. But then the next week after that, we will be going back to regular movies, not wrestling stuff anymore. As we come over, to, as we go, we'll be going back to movies. Movies, not regular. Movies. Regulars is yeah. That's that's yeah. Yeah. By the way, should note right now, listeners' choice ballots are still being accepted. In the month of May, every uh, for all five Thursdays, we will be doing a movie picked by you fine folks. Um, everybody gets up to five picks. You can send it to us on Twitter. You can DM us. You can slide into our dirty, dirty mouths. <laughs> slide into our dirty mouths. <laughs> DMs, yeah. That's what it stands for. And uh, Or you can, uh, yeah, you can send us a message on, you can post on our Facebook group, whatever you want to do. You can email us, wwttpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we'll be doing live draws, well, not live, but we'll be doing draws throughout the month of April and to reveal what movies we'll be doing. And uh, we're going to do it so you get five picks each. And if we pick, say, we pick, like, Joe Johnson's uh, pick, that means all, the rest of Joe Johnson's movies are no longer eligible. So you only, if you do win, you're only going to get one movie in. So make sure go. all your picks are good. Yep. Well, bad, but good. You know, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nathan, give us a little clue, Scaruni, what okay. we're doing well, next episode. My clue is Jean-Claude Van Comrade. There you go. What could that be? Sophie's Choice? <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> there we go. That's your clue. Our good friend Montrose, is he by, or do you have to promote for him? Or uh, I will just say, uh, so as we don't get him in here and him hurling abuse and oh, you know fecal you. matter at us, you can check out Montrose Monkington Third Esquire, and Friends on Facebook, uh, Montrose Monkington TV on YouTube, and you can also follow him on Twitter at Montrose the Third Number Three RD, uh, and uh, just see what the chimp's up to. Uh, watching some wrestling. He'll be watching this year's WrestleMania. And uh, once we get some clearer weather here in the Great White North, uh, we'll be exploring some of the wilds of Canada. Guys, we're in the country there where it's basically winter for most of the year. <laughs> it's not that bad. Our, our winter is definitely longer than it's supposed to be. Well, <laughs> it's not, not as long as California, it used to be, that's for sure. That's true. But you can, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. We're on Facebook. We also have a Facebook group at What Were They Thinking Interactive, which you can join and interact with us, mm-hmm. as it were. You can also find us on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast YouTube, Addict. Podcast Addict, Teddy Ruxpin Appreciation Network, Al Jazeera Network, Human Sentai Pod, Pod Kit uh, Knife, Spark, but not Disney. Not Disney, Spark, guys. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, if you if you go to one of those, like, if you have bunny ears on your TV. Antennae? If you go to one of those, yeah. 
antennae. <laughs> and you go to one of those old pay-per-view channels, like, you know how we used to watch, like, the, the people used to watch, like, the fuzzy, the fuzzy pay-per-view the channels? The fuzzy boobs, yeah. Yeah, if you go to that at about 3.46 in the morning on Tuesdays, we're on there, too. <laughs> you just gotta look real hard. Yeah, squint. Can't actually, I actually have watched or listened to pay-per-views that way. Uh, yeah, I watched an entire WCW one. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Hulk Hogan beat Kevin Nash at a WCW pay-per-view that way, and I was like, I think he hit the leg drop? <laughs> <laughs> I always just listened to the commentary and did other stuff. <laughs> so there you have it. But Nathan. Yeah. Do you, uh... Have any questions? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're talking about the the, the granddaddy of them all. Um, yes. The, the biggest stage, uh, the showcase of the immortals, to have every fucking match except for one end without controversy. Mm-hmm. What were they thinking? It's time, let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love good movies. We love the bad ones, too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh, yeah. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-life plot, holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy At eilfm.podbean.com Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the defenders. Yeah. But I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we – I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com. Slash soup complex, but our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the superiority complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the superiority complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't the same. You tried.